This is Expert Insights, Physician Views and News, a podcast with the nationally recognized physicians at the Christ Hospital Health Network. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Welcome to the show. Our topic today is critical limb ischemia, and my guest is Dr. J.D. Coral. He's an interventional cardiologist with the Christ Hospital Health Network. Dr. Coral, what is critical limb ischemia, and when does it sort of come into the peripheral arterial disease play? Thanks, Melanie. I appreciate you having me on the show. Critical limb ischemia is the high-risk end-stage form of peripheral vascular disease characterized by very poor circulation to the legs. Uh, These patients have severe pain and non-healing wounds and ulcers on their feet and uh, lower legs. What's the prevalence of it? Are you seeing more of it or less? That's a good question. You know, peripheral artery disease affects 18 million Americans. Uh, one in 20 Americans over 50, one in seven over 70, one in four over 80, and one in three diabetics over 50. So peripheral artery disease is very common, and critical ischemia affects a small minority, about 2%, but that percentage is growing, and we expect exponential growth of critical ischemia by 2020 to affect close to 3 million uh, Americans. Dr. Coral, are you seeing peripheral vascular disease and critical limb ischemia trending up together as a curve, or is critical limb ischemia going up more sharply by itself? Yes, I get peripheral artery disease is increasing. If you look at the risk factors, obviously age is one of the big risk factors, and uh, Americans are living longer. We're collecting more risk factors like diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, coronary disease, um, tobacco use, et cetera. These Uh, Risk factors drive up uh, the prevalence of peripheral artery disease and ultimately critical ischemia. In fact, tobacco use increases peripheral artery disease risk by 400%. Um, Wow. Yes, with the uh, increase in these risk factors and the prolonged lifespan, I think we're just getting more patients uh, into this uh, condition of peripheral artery disease. And then again, critical ischemia where you have that high-risk end-stage form uh, where the limbs are threatened. So what's the clinical presentation? What do you notice or what might the patient notice? And how, how important is it to get treatment pretty quickly? Yeah, so good question. So peripheral artery disease uh, in general, you know, we know the classic claudication symptoms with leg pain, with activity, fatigue, heaviness, et cetera. Unfortunately, that's only present in, you know, 10 to 35% of patients with obstructive peripheral artery disease. Many of these patients, up to half, have an atypical presentation, and many are asymptomatic. When it gets to the critical limb ischemia uh, stage, you know, these are patients with ischemic rest pain. Um, uh, they have to hang their leg out of bed to get gravity to help with perfusion. Uh, they often present with ulcers, sometimes small ulcers or wounds um, that just won't heal because of the poor circulation. So that's often when they present for help with a wound clinic, and then, of course, they need further treatment uh, to treat all their risk factors and improve circulation to their uh, legs and feet. Tell us about some of the trends first in medical intervention. What are you doing in medication-wise? Well, that's a good question, too. The, the treatment of these patients, because they have uh, all these risk factors and comorbid conditions, you have to treat the whole patient. You have to treat the diabetes, the heart disease, the cholesterol, the hypertension, uh, the tobacco abuse etc. If you don't treat all those things, it's unlikely you're going to heal the wound, even with good wound care. And then the other thing we touched on earlier is these patients need better circulation, better blood flow uh, 
uh, to the foot to heal the wound. Uh, an ulcer or wound needs four times more blood flow to heal than you just need to maintain integrity of tissue. So uh, that's one component, a very important component, but you have to treat the whole patient um, to treat all those comorbid conditions to help uh, improve the chances of healing that wound and saving the leg. And when does it become surgical where you're going to look at endovascular procedures? Well, the trend is moving uh, more aggressive early treatment. So when the ulcer is present and it's not healing, um, that can that can proliferate quickly. And the trends are to get these uh, arteries open and, and restore circulation of the foot sooner to improve that chance of healing. So the trends are going towards endovascular approaches, early aggressive approaches, and trending away from the surgical approaches. These are high-risk patients for surgery, um, so often they're better suited with an endovascular approach. An endovascular approach can ultimately restore multiple arteries, uh, blood flow multiple arteries in a lower leg to improve chances of healing. So what are some of your revascularization strategies? What are you doing? So that's a good question. The, the strategies for revascularization have um, come a long way in the last five or ten years. The old days, we would approach these blockages from above and try to get through, starting in a large artery and trying to re-enter in a small artery. The trends now are to enter the, the vascular system with sheets and, and catheters from below the blockages, often in the small arteries of the feet, the, the uh, pedal arteries of the tibial vessels and the ankles, and come up across these blockages from below and above, um, attacking these, these blockages, these chronic total occlusions from two directions and trying to get across, and then we have more tools to um, open these arteries with atherectomy devices, of course, balloon angioplasty with some drug-coated balloons, and the stent technology continues to get better. So we have more tools to work with from an endovascular approach, and it's improving, <clears throat> it's improving our um, procedure success and then ultimately the durability of the uh, procedure and then ultimately wound healing and amputation prevention. Dr. Coral, as far as research and clinical management in CLI, looking forward to the next 10 years in the field, what do you feel will be some of the most important areas of research? Well, the, the biggest um, need is better durable treatment options for the, the vessels below the knee. Um, these are small arteries compared to the arteries in the thigh and in the uh, pelvic area and, of course, the aorta. These vessels, as you get farther down the leg, get smaller. And unfortunately, the disease seems to get more diffuse. There's a lot of calcium. These are difficult uh, vessels to treat, and our, um, our uh, treatment options are somewhat limited. We don't have good stent technology for down there. In fact, there's no stents approved below the knee for critical ischemia patients. Um, atherectomy devices are getting better, but we need uh, better atherectomy devices, uh, better balloon results. So I think the real advancement uh, needs to be below the knee, in these smaller vessels to get better durability, better patency. So in summary, Dr. Coral, please tell other physicians what you'd like them to know about recognizing critical limb ischemia and when to refer to a specialist. Well, I would, re I would recommend referring early. Uh, if you have suspicion of peripheral artery disease in the setting of rest pain or ulcers, the reality is most of these patients are grossly undertreated. Uh, about 54% of these patients don't have an angiogram prior to an amputation. 67% of Medicare patients do not even have a attempt to revascularize these vessels prior to amputation. We need more aggressive, more um, comprehensive treatment for these patients. 
And these critical limb ischemia programs, like we've put in place at Christ Hospital, have been proven to reduce these amputations. If a patient presents to a um, hospital without a critical limb ischemia program, their amputation rate is around 64%. If they get to a hospital uh, with a with a comprehensive critical limb ischemia program, the amputation rate goes down to 14%. So if we can get these patients into the system, get them worked up properly, and get them treated properly, we can significantly reduce the amputation rate. That's excellent news. And, Doctor, tell us about your team at the Christ Hospital Health Network. Yes, so we've um, launched a critical limb ischemia program uh, at Christ Hospital. We continue to build it. It's an ongoing process, and we'll continue uh, with improvements. But the main goal of the the program is to pull specialists together to coordinate the care of these complex patients and then navigate the patient through the treatment process to improve outcome. You know, like I said, if we can get these patients into a comprehensive program, um, their chances of healing those ulcers and saving their legs uh, is much, much higher. Thank you so much. What an interesting topic. You're listening to Expert Insights, Physician Views and News with the Christ Hospital Health Network. More information on Dr. Coral and all of the Christ Hospital physicians is available at tchpconnect.org. That's tchpconnect.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.